Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the WIBC hotline to one of the best reporters in the business. Find out what's going on with the Indiana General Assembly. Nikki Kelly of the Indiana Capital Chronicle joins us now. All right, Nikki, you guys had a great piece over at Indiana Capital Chronicle about this uh, tax task force. Of course, they met a whole bunch over the, the summer, and now we are now into the into the winter uh, months, and people are approaching them, and it sounds like they're getting asked by many people, don't do much of all. What say, what say you? Yeah, this last meeting was a chance for, quote, public testimony, and so um, we heard from a lot of groups. One was Prosperity Indiana, discussing sort of the regressivity of Indiana's current tax structure. And, and they sort of said, look, don't, don't do any more harm, you know. <laughs> and, if, and if you shift from, you know, more towards sales tax, that's not helpful. Um, we also heard from a group of uh, people pushing to get rid of the tax on menstrual products. Um, we heard from, uh, you know, counties and businesses who on one side, the businesses want to get rid of the business personal property tax. On the other side, counties and cities are like, whoa, that's billions of dollars. And my favorite quote from the piece altogether was a gentleman who was testifying about, you know, getting rid of that. And the tax chairman said, well, how would you pay for that? You know, and he said, I don't have an answer for that. I'm just here to complain. I'm just here to complain. Yes. <laughs> hey, so Nikki, this is what's interesting to me is kind of a shift in the Republican Party. When the property tax thing came in 15 years ago, or more than that even now, or about 15 years ago, you were there covering it at the time. Mm-hmm. They they were under Daniels. It's like, all right, we're going to do this and we'll figure out where to cut later or in the process or we're doing this. It seems now like there's a different Republican Party. They're way more interested in what local governments have to say what say you well i mean the fact is is that caps already cost local government so i do think you have to consider it in the current perspective which is yeah they already pushed caps and that cost local governments a lot of money that they otherwise would have received and so now on top of that you know they they can't they can't get rid of it all. I mean, the fact is, is that property taxes pay for services when your house has a fire, when, you know, when you have a burglary and you want the police to come, like those are all covered by your property taxes. And we just simply can't get rid of them. Nikki, this task force has been looking into the taxes, scrutinizing Indiana's tax system for the better part of two years now, and they're to make recommendations for the 2025 budget session. Any idea what those recommendations are going to be? Like, have they made any inroads on determining anything? No, they haven't even started. (laughs) I mean, right now, they've been listening and and gathering a lot of data. They have not started having the sort of internal discussions that are necessary. So we probably won't see that till this summer. Uh, Nikki Kelly, our guest from the Indiana Capital Chronicle, finder over at the IndianaCapitalChronicle.com. All right, so it's a a year that ends in a number, and that means uh, alcohol is back on the various agendas for the state lawmakers. There is new drama between uh, uh, beer 
and wine people. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys, the Israelis and the Palestinians. You guys had a big article on this. What's going on? Yeah, this has to do with, I mean, everyone who's been to the grocery and liquor stores can see it. These are these new ready-to-mix. They're already pre-mixed cocktails. So. Yeah, yeah. Casey's got like nine cases of those in her mm-hmm. in her house. Uh, Delicious. Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're talking about the liquor-based one. And so the way it works now is you either have a liquor and a wine permit or you have a beer and a wine permit. But liquor and beer shall not mix in the Indiana three-tier system. Mm-hmm. And so basically these liquor-based things are being wholesaled by if you have a liquor wholesaler's permit. And the beer people want to wholesale them. That's all it comes down to. And so this bill would let them. And so they would get part of a an industry that they're currently not allowed. And the liquor people are like, hey, we're finally seeing a product that's, you know, exploding and really helping our bottom line. And now the beer people want to horn in. And that's I, basically the discussion. I hate to, I to say this out loud, but uh, you guys were talking about two of my uh, least favorites, Lucas and the, te- what was his name? Tesla? Teshka. Teshka. Yeah. And those guys made a good point. They were basically like, why don't we just blow this whole thing up and let people sell what they want to sell? And that didn't go over real well, Nikki. Let me tell you what, I was totally with you. By the end of that hearing, I was like, I think I'd like Representative's amendment. Basically, he said, you know, every decision they make is set up on this, you know, why can't everyone just have the same permits? Why do we have to keep them separate? Why do we have, you know, liquor permits versus beer permits? Some of them have exclusive territories. Some of them don't. It's just, and I realize it's because that's the way we always did it, and and the the system has been cobbled together, but I more and more I'm starting to feel like the blow up blow it all up thing is the way to go. Well, then he removed that amendment option, so it's it's not even out there anymore. No, I mean the bill could be obviously amended on the floor. I I, I can guarantee you they're not going to blow up the entire alcohol. Uh, regulatory system in a short session. <laughs> well, and I, I, you guys had a great quote. I think Ethan Manning runs that commission. Oh, in fact, here I, I have it right here in front of me. By You can read this whole story over at IndianaCapitalChronicle.com. I'm just going to read this. And this is our government at work, Casey. Mm-hmm. As to the bill would further complicated a framework some on Tuesday called, quote, convoluted, Manning replied, sure, yeah, the whole thing is convoluted. <laughs> it always has been, probably always will be, if we're being totally realistic. So they admit, Nikki, this thing is totally messed up and awful but we're not going to do anything about it because well that might make some donors and lobbyists very angry yeah i mean they feel a little bit trapped because for whatever reason i mean how we got here the fact is is that all the industry people on both sides have invested millions and millions and millions of dollars over the years under the current regulatory scheme and if you you know do blow it all up then it's it's gonna hurt some people and help others uh, Nikki Kelly, our gas finder at IndianaCapitalChronicle.com. You have a new piece out, Nikki, where you give grades to the lawmakers. You give grades to the governor. You mm-hmm. give uh, the Democrats, Republicans, and uh, and uh, high tax uh, your thoughts. Uh, what are they? Um, I think that was a pretty easy grader. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I was screaming the whole time. <laughs> I got to be honest. When it came down to it, I couldn't really give any terrible grades. The lowest I gave was a C, I believe, to Senate Republicans. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, and they're carrying the big reading bill, and I just felt like they're they're like almost there, but they won't take the next step, you know? Um, for instance, here's what I'll say. They're... 
They're going to do all these additional remediation. We're going to take the test earlier so we can identify kids. Great. Um, And they're going to make the schools offer summer school. But we're not going to make the kids take it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that just seemed like a really weird um, hill to die on. I mean, the other option is you're going to require they be held back a year, which impacts their whole life. Right. Like, isn't it better that they lose a few summer hours to learn reading <laughs> than hold them back an entire year? Um, so I was just really shocked well, about that. Well, you, you hit on an interesting point there, Nikki, and it's the same thing with the liquor and beer thing, where the, these lawmakers get beholden to so many, try or try to be beholden to so many people who are yapping in their ear who have different priorities or points of interest, and they try to just make everybody happy, and they end up with, like you said, something that, it just doesn't make any sense to the average person. Yeah, I mean, I think most people would say, sure, they should definitely go to summer school before you hold them back a whole year. Uh, you know, the one is a brief annoyance, and the other is something that statistically we've seen in studies can impact them forever and causes issues with bullying, dropping out, etc. Mm-hmm. So could be life-changing where they go yeah you did give house and senate democrats a b minus and was their grade so high because they're in a super minority and we know that really any they could mention anything and know it's not going to happen exactly i mean it's hard to i i I ding them a little for mentioning Property taxes? No, have no check. (laughs) No, I I thought they were. I I gave them credit for the property tax issue. They're they're at least talking about it, and they're big. I I would say their positive in theirs is access to pre kindergarten. We've had this pre K program for a decade, while we've increased vouchers to where basically anyone in Indiana can get a free voucher to a private school. You still can't get one to pre K. And I don't know if you caught on, but we, our kids can't read. Pre-kindergarten <laughs> seems like an important well, part of maybe that you, we can help with that. You hit the nail on the head with this. Again, it comes back to the disingenuous nature of these people, kind of the theme of our interview today. We're on, you know, one hand, well, we got to fix this, but then they know because they sold the pre-K thing as, oh, it's a super pilot program, and we're not doing universal pre-K, but then they keep expanding the pre-K, but then they won't let people go to the pre-K, and they just keep trying to make every corner happy, and thus why we're colossal failures. There you go. Hey, hey, all right, what a great way to go out. She's one of the best in the business. You can find her over at indianacapitalchronicle.com. Nikki Kelly, thank you. You guys have a good day. Keep up the good work. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Hey. 20 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it's been an ongoing saga over in Brownsburg based on the superintendent. And some news came out of that little... Uh metropolis oh today. my goodness casey least favorite part of the show time and this is like by my math the fourth or fifth time on this show today we've had to do this so it's really been 
you know, very painful show for me thus far. And you know, Casey, my least favorite part of any show is when you're right. When I'm right, and mm-hmm. I have to tell people about it. And so today, <laughs> the uh, the fate accompli, the deed has been done. Jim Snap. Uh, I don't know, 14 years or whatever it's been that he's overseen the supposed number one school district in the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do air quotes for people who are watching us on the YouTube uh, feed. Retired. Oh. And uh, is uh, is officially out. Now, I, I love this because we've told you for many, many weeks now uh, what's been going on with this because it is laughable, laughable with a capital laughable that you would claim that year in and year in, I'm going to actually read you the part of the letter the board sent out, which is even more gross, but you would, uh, for years and years and years, laud the performance of the school corporation. We're number one, and all these kids graduated, blah, 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 blah. And then you act like, well, suddenly overnight, this became so unable to be salvaged that he retired. No, he didn't. He may have technically retired. Let everybody get this clear. If you live in Brownsburg right now, those people are lying to you. He was forced out and he was forced out and let this be a life lesson to you. And And I am, ama- I am amazed at the amount of people who voted for these lunatics on the school board who now act all surprised that lunatics do lunatic things. No matter when you elect a Marxist or you put a Marxist in a position of power, When you put a communist in a position of power, no matter how much Marxism or communism you give the Marxist or the communist, it will never be enough. And Jim Snap had reached his point because while he is super liberal, he is not clinically insane, where he pushed back on some of the stuff that people like Eric Hilton and Mike Wells and uh, Heffernan and the rest of the Good Time Fun Gang over there were insistent that he keep pushing the envelope on and you can't make these people happy now he did it to himself he got in bed with these people and he was largely placated by a board for years that when he would bully or intimidate backed him up and gave him rounds of applause but the lesson is they will eventually come for you because the marxist and the communist must keep eating that is how they survive it's like a giant game of pac-man and it's, you know, we've heard Bill Maher kind of, it's the same thing with Bill Maher. Look at how they've come for him. And he's super left. They demand absolutism. And unless you adhere to the absolutism, they will come for you eventually. So, like, listen to, I mean, it's just so laughable how they insult people's intelligence. Listen to part of this release that the board puts out. When did they send that out? This, this morning? morning? Yeah. Uh, by the way, just, just for clarification, I was right on all of this. I've been right on this for three weeks, almost four weeks now. 100% of what I told you absolutely came true. And that's really going to stick in some people's crawls over there at uh, on uh, Tilden, Tilden Drive over there. Um, listen to this. So you're led to believe that this is the guy that that was running the school system and this wasn't good enough for them. Okay, this is their board's own words. Mm-hmm. Under the leadership of Dr. Snap and the Brownsburg School Board, the district has seen unprecedented success, including Brownsburg became the highest achieving school corporation in the state of Indiana based on the state standardized assessment, a status the school corporation has held for seven consecutive years. So for seven consecutive years, mm-hmm. you've been the you've been number one. The highest achieving school corporation in the state. And you are forcing the guy out yeah. who made you know what we did this thing on Jerry Krause yesterday, remember? About the the bulls? Yeah. Like 
This is the school board is Jerry Krause and Jim Snap is Michael Jordan by the standard they set forth. Now, I think the standard is bullcrap, but you can't on one hand go, look at us. Mm-hmm. We're number one. Oh, here's more. The Brownsburg High School class of 2023 had a graduation rate of 99%. Fine arts and athletic programs have been among the highest achieving in the state. In 2022, Brownsburg Community School Corporation was the fastest growing school corporation in the state and has grown more than 600 students in the past two years. And he did it all. Now, you can thank me for this because they tried to not do it this way, but they came back to the table after they lost. They did it without a referendum. Mm-hmm. Brownsburg is basically the only school system its size in the state that does not, it's certainly in central Indiana, who does not have a tax, refer- tax referendum in place. So he does all those things, but you're led to believe, oh, he did, he did something that was basically so, must have been so bad that, that he's out. Well, then what was it? You don't get that in the press release. All you hear is how great the guy was. Well, fine, if he was that great, then how's he out of a job? And the answer is because the guy was liberal, but he wasn't a lunatic. And that's what the people need to wake up, Casey. These school boards all across central Indiana, it's happening all over the place. That video proved it. Mm-hmm. That video that came out last year of who these administrators are and the, absolutum, the, the, the absolutism that is demanded from these uh, these school boards. These people are sick, and they're in your. They are running your kid's school right now. I'm wondering if he signed some sort of non-disclosure I agreement. I hope not, because if so, he won't be able to talk. But if he did not, well, you know, maybe he'd want to come on the show. Maybe, maybe we'll hear more. Do from you think him. he'd want to come on our show? Well, let's invite him. I mean, we're told nobody's listening, but then it's the ratings us. show a lot of people's listening. Yeah, so I don't know. So us. whether he may be talking to a lot of people or no people, I don't know. But here's the point. So many people who are now up in arms in that town voted for these same crazy people who are doing the thing they're up in arms over. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Susie bakes brownies or Susie's kid is in soccer or uh, Susie was a PTO volunteer. Doesn't matter what the person does in their own time or how many kids they have or what sport they play. These people are in charge of indoctrinating your kids. That is the mission of these people. They are nuts. They are insane. Start doing your homework on these school board elections. Stop listening to who the, this is not a high school class president election. Who the popular kid is doesn't matter. They control your kid once they walk in there. Wake up up people now what have we heard about his replacement uh we'll see who it is i'm i'm gonna guess it'll person will probably be a little bit different than mm-hmm. dr snap and uh look because so many people said well you you don't like this guy how could you be sticking up for him yeah, yeah i don't i don't like the guy and i i've been going at it with him for 15 years and he deserved everything i said about him but if i know the replacement is going to be worse than what i currently have yeah then why would I be in favor of a replacement? I'm spiteful, but not that spiteful, Casey. <laughs> it's the devil you know. Okay, we've got a couple voicemails. We're going to get to those on the way from 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. setting the women's rights movement back quite a bit. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, you know, it's all uh, I don't need no man society. Mm-hmm. And in the two years we have worked together, 
I have never missed. I've never been late to a segment. I've never missed a segment. Uh, and I went through kind of the same thing with Mock before mm-hmm. this, where you women yeah. are all, I am woman, hear me roar, until there's a hint of a thought you might have to carry seven seconds on your own on this show. And you, I come in the studio, and I'm here like a minute before the thing. I know the clock, Casey. I've been here eight years now. Where I've got did the- you go? You just walk out and disappear. I don't Wait. ask you where you go in your free time. <laughs> I have to keep track of you. I mean, it is time. like it is like she is like is pounding the table. That's not even true. I simply, Kevin. I, I, I thought she was going to cry. Said, I, you guys are so you're exaggerating so much. All I said was, where did he go? The same place I always go during breaks. Do I? And I don't know sounded, where that is. You sounded way more concerned than that. <laughs> it was like it was like I could hear like the sense of abandonment in your voice. Yeah. Right. He does. He just gets up and walks out all the time. Yeah, and I'm always back, and I'm always on top, and you've seen our ratings. They're great. Different people perform better under different circumstances, mm-hmm. and I need to... Casey, I have... I have very, I, This is one of my immense talents that I have, mm-hmm. is that the less thought I put into something, <laughs> the, the better, better I do when it is time to actually perform. Mm-hmm. And so usually, mm-hmm. and we I'm not letting anything out of the bag, we've talked about this before, uh, as soon as the segment's over, I kind of know, I'll ask you, I'll say, hey, what are we doing next segment? So you give me an idea. Mm-hmm. And then I just go mosey around the hall for a while. So what you're saying pretty much is that I'm driving the bus. You are. but And you're one of the passengers. Yeah. And all I want to know is where did my passenger oh, go? Yeah. Like, well, here's. He jumped off the bus. Here's what it brings me <laughs> immense joy. And this is part of why I've, I've started walking back around the lobby again. On, on the fourth floor here, they play the radio station, mm-hmm. and they've done that for a very long time. So you can monitor, hey, are we on the air? Did Kevin make a mistake? Are we, sure. you know, the station no longer playing? So I always know if the station's on the air or not. But once our, our friends from The Fan, because mm-hmm. now we share a floor with The Fan, yeah. came down here, they started playing the fan yeah. full time on the floor. And I think some people went to them and they're like, wait a second. We love the fan, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. WIBC is the golden goose. <laughs> it's been here 85 years. It's the most powerful media outlet in the entire state of Indiana. It, the, some of those legendary names in Indiana radio have been on here. Um, we love the fan, but something's got to kind of change here. So what they've started doing, and I just told our boss, Matt Hiblin, this is the greatest thing in the history of ever. And you will... Listen for this later today. They now play our show mm-hmm. until it's over. And then the moment our show is over, yeah. they flip it over to the fans. To the fan <laughs> so that people are not subjected to Tony Katz for three hours. <laughs> oh, people no. they say, wait a second, we've already subjected these people to three hours of Tony. We might be charged with a hate crime or sent to Guantanamo Bay or something. We don't need the second airing. And, and so now today at noon, you're going to be feverishly listening for that flip over. I hadn't noticed that, but now I'm gonna pay attention <laughs> Todd, to that. Todd Meyer, who's uh the what is he, the executive producer over the fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was telling Matt and Todd Walton and it goes, Rob, that seems very petty of you. Because I told him, I said, I can't tell you the joy that brings me. He goes, Rob, that seems very petty of you. I said, hello, I'm Rob Kendall. Have we Have met? Have we met? <laughs> Do you know anything about me? Okay, let's get to some uh, voicemails. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number. We're going to go on uh, polar opposites today. We've got an always Trumper and a never Trumper. We're going to start with the always Trumper first. He's got some thoughts on Ron DeSantis. And the question to ask him, if this was a two-way conversation, would be, but why is Trump so good? 
Hey, Rob, it's your uh, always Trump. Hi, Casey. I know you're the one that reviews the voicemails. Um, <laughs> I'm listening, and I'm, and you're making a good point. I, I mean, I have nothing against DeSantis other than he should have deferred to Trump and he'd be set up for the next eight years. But you, you always gloss over the fact that he's backed by the bushes. He's got a bunch of people, ones that you hate and stabbed us in the back and betrayed us and stabbed Trump in the back, bushes and the roves and all of those people back there. Yeah, that's wrong. He shouldn't have done that. And uh, that's his fault. To say that he governed Florida well, yes, he did. Well, he came in on the coattails of Rick Scott. He wasn't following behind uh, Barack Obama with a mess. He was following a well-oiled machine with many of the mechanisms and key people in places of importance that weren't trying to stab him in the back, that already had his vision for the way the state should be run and legislatively and everything else. They were already locked in and loaded and ready to go. DeSantis benefited from that um, enormously. Trump had none of that. He had the whole establishment and every – he had Paul Ryan and the whole Congress fighting against him. So he didn't necessarily stab Trump in the back. He just thought he could win well, that, based on his experience as governor of Florida. And I don't remember what word that guy used, and he's kind of my frenemy mm-hmm. that uh, he calls quite a bit. He likes to argue with oh, you. Oh, it's fine. Um, we love all our listeners. They all count to my bonus exactly the same. Um, <laughs> the he, I don't deference. I'd have deferred. I don't know if that was the word he used, but that's basically that's insane. If you think you're the best person to lead the country, you shouldn't defer to anyone. If Don, Donald Trump clearly thinks he's the best person to run the country, he shouldn't have deferred to Ron DeSantis. This is America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. And Ron DeSantis had a great record to run on. And look, as we started the show with, the Republican Party base is clearly saying that that what happened in 2020 is a big enough deal. And I'm not even saying they're wrong because what happened in 2020 was horrific and no reasonable person looks at what happened. I mean, we've talked about before how my great friend Ben Stein said, you know, and who's an economist, said it's statistically impossible for what happened to, to have happened. And people want to get revenge for that. That's great. That's It's not unreasonable to think that, and we've heard that from many people, and I get it. I just happened to have voted for the person who I believe would govern, the, or would have. Obviously, it ain't going to matter by the time it gets to us, but talked about and supported the person that I believe, based on their actual record of governance, would have governed the country the best. And it is very weird how the DeSantis people, now, there are some never-Trump people who are DeSantis people, but the average DeSantis person you say that to them and they can kind of accept that and move on. The Trump people, there, there is no, I recognize, and that's a very kind of, it's a scary thing mm-hmm. for many, many people to not recognize the dude is not infallible and he made a lot of flaws and you don't have to excuse every one of them. It's okay to say, because this is how government gets better when we excuse, and this is why the Republicans behave the way they do, because no matter what they do, people are so afraid of the Democrats, they excuse the Republican Party. People are so, we hear it all the time. Well, yeah, Holcomb, horrible, but we can't have a Democrat in there. Right. Well, what's the difference? They're it's, both spending the same. The difference is the Republicans are going to lie to you about it. Exactly. Everything that guy just said was an excuse when he would acknowledge Trump's shortcomings. Yeah, but no. As Terry Truman famously said, the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. You wanted the job. If you didn't want to take, it's like taking over a sports team. The Colts stunk last year. 
Shane Steichen comes in, lost his number one draft pick quarterback. Did he complain about it? No. They had a, a good season, didn't make the playoffs, but went nine and eight, and that's a heck of a lot better than whatever it was, four and or three and whatever it was the year before. That's what leaders do. And with Trump, it's either degradation of the opponent or it's an excuse for why something didn't go his way. We have got to be able to be critical of our elected officials, regardless of party or who they are, because that's how we hold them accountable and that's how we make them better. Okay, so um, another phone call. This guy calls a lot and rarely gets on the air, Oh, but today's his lucky day. Oh, how exciting. And I'm guessing that he's a never Trumper and he wants to talk about numbers in regards to Trump. Okay, I've been waiting for you guys to extol the landslide victory of Donald Trump in the Iowa caucuses. Didn't have to wait long. Let's break down the numbers. A little less than one half of the qualified voters even bothered to show up. So Trump is the favorite of one half of one half or one quarter of Republicans in Iowa. Nikki Haley got almost 20% of the rest or one-eighth of them. National and New Hampshire polls show that about three-quarters of Haley's voters are what Republicans and MAGA Republicans, who are not the same as real Republicans, call never-Trumpers and would rather vote for President Biden over Trump or just stay home in November. So it doesn't look as good for Trump as you guys and the rest of the right-wing media would have us believe. Thank you. Goodbye. If you know that man, (laughs) you find him and you hug him. Mm-hmm. And you find out what happened to him and you tell him as you're hugging him that everything is going to be OK, because as bad as the first call is with the excuses, the Trump derangement syndrome stuff is just it is beyond comprehension for me. Like Trump did some good things as president. Trump pre-COVID was a pretty good president. Now, you know my opinion on the stuff he did during COVID, Mm -hmm. but I'm a rational, normal human being who can separate these things and say the the tax reform that made us our corporations competitive with other corporations around the world. Great idea. Uh, Trade deals that really had America kind of humming again. Great idea. The energy independence. Phenomenal idea. Trying to secure the southern border. At least he tried. Uh, the the best thing he did was the foreign policy stuff. America's never been pe- more peaceful and prosperous post-World War II than it was under Donald Trump's. So all of those things, mm-hmm. I can, as you and everyone else should be able to, say the COVID stuff, highly egregious, and we need to figure out how that's not ever going to happen again, and we need to figure out what Trump's checks and balances are going to be to ensure that doesn't happen again. But also acknowledge that if we can get the first couple years of Trump pre-COVID, that's good it's pretty stuff. Pretty good stuff. But what about the trillions of dollars of spending? It, it, it absolutely. It but again, if we're going to do that on Trump, which we should, then we have to talk about how people in Indiana overwhelmingly elected a guy, Spendingberg, Todd Young, whatever we want to call him today. I sometimes forget we have new people who pop in. Mm-hmm. Uh Todd Young, we have dubbed him the Duke of Spendingberg on this program because he is the highest spending Republican in the United States Senate. Spendingberg with no hesitation whatsoever before he moved aggressively towards me at the Stacks Pancake House with the armed Hendricks County Sheriff's deputy behind him, told me, 
I'm not sorry for any of this spending I've done. And if you reelect me, I'm never stopping. And he was true to his word. That guy was overwhelmingly reelected. So if we're going to hold Trump accountable, then we have to, in Indiana, have to look in the mirror and hold ourselves accountable because we keep putting the people in who keep spending all the money. So Joe Biden is uh, already using it as an opportunity to fundraise. As soon as it was projected that Trump was going to win Iowa, he tweeted out, looks like Donald Trump just won Iowa. He's the clear front runner on the other side at this point. But here's the thing. This election was always going to be you and me versus extreme MAGA Republicans. It was true yesterday and it'll be true Don't tomorrow. you love that Biden's all like, hey, it's you and me, Palski. Right. We're in this together. We're in this together. <laughs> It's us against the world. 1047 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies jamming out to something new and everything in between. Good morning, 1043, 1053. It's Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. Hammer's in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. And I'm wondering if... Now that the Eagles have been Eagles. eliminated, the Eagles, if they're going to pull uh, Nikki Haley and say, hey, the NFC's down to us and somebody else. <laughs> Two-person race. <laughs> hey, speaking of the Eagles losing last night, it was to our financial benefit because we pulled off the ultra-rare uh, underdog money line bet on the Bucks last night. And for once, Baker Mayfield did not do us dirty and cost us money. This is the amazing brain trust that is this gambling room. Twice in the first round, <laughs> underdog money line. Yeah. Texans yeah. and the Bucks. Now, I defer to Rob to make the Bucks bet because for whatever reason, I'm cursed when it comes to betting on games Baker Mayfield's involved mm-hmm. in. If I bet him to win, he craps the bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I bet him to crap the bed, he goes out there and he looks like Joe Montana. So I let Rob make the pick this time, and he pulled through. Yeah, and I got to give a little credit to Nigel because Nigel lost his family's life savings on what we like to call anger bets, mm-hmm. where the first bet he would make of the day would not go well, and then in a knee-jerk reaction, he would make an even more stupid bet. As the alcohol would fuel inside <laughs> of his body, the anger would go up and so with the amount of money on the second bet. My favorite part of when Nigel was still uh, was still actively betting was you would just see, you'd see the little dots start in our group chat, anger bet coming, and you would know. And so I was so pissed off about Pittsburgh because we, we, we had Pittsburgh with the 10 in the first game. Um, and just the fact that Mason Rudolph did us in that I, I did an anger bet because you left it up to me and I said you want to get nuts let's, let's get, get nuts. nuts let's go with the underdog on the money line and they pulled it out so we had a profitable day you made a smart choice yeah. wasn't even close so tonight mm-hmm. we've got uh, a little IU basketball our show ends at six tonight yeah and uh, seven o'clock assembly hall we've got the Hoosiers hosting Purdue last time I checked the line was nine and a half Purdue is a nine and a half point road favorite mm-hmm. at Assembly Hall and the over-under is 152. I'm liking IU with the nine and a half. I know that's IU's not very good, but it's hard to win on the road at the Big Ten. IU's pretty good at Assembly Hall and nine and a half is a lot. There's a lot of ways you can cover with that nine and a half. Which IU team will you yeah, see? The one that played Kansas really well in Bloomington. Or the ones that can't shoot. 
Or the one that went to Nebraska and just laid a yeah. total egg. Mm-hmm. It's at home. It's nine and a half Boilermakers were practicing with the uh, sound up very loud in the arena to get used to Assembly Hall noise. And you have to think, Purdue, they've had to go all year yeah. of hearing about how you were swept by Indiana last year. You got beat by a 16 seed. Purdue's one of the best teams in America, so you would think this would be the chance to exercise a lot of frustration tonight. Yeah, and I use best players a big, and Purdue's best player is a big who's better than their big, so maybe that cancels. I don't know, man. Or what are you thinking? So what we're going to do in the final segment of our show oh, this afternoon, five forty-eight, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring on the professional better oh. that we work with on our articles, yeah. David Stefanoff. I'm going to bring on Scott Long, Mister Big Ten Betting, mm-hmm. comedian extraordinaire, fellow degenerate, and we're going to talk this out we're going to have a little therapy session about where we're going to put our money on this game which you can hear on wibc tonight hammer gave me a bet the other day i got it right and it was opposite of what scott long had said and so hammer texted me goes hey hey tweet out that i got that bet right so scott long will see it yes (laughs) i gotta work with this guy still because scott will throw a parade for himself scott's the hank fm of betting (laughs) what's coming up this afternoon hey we're gonna recap what happened last night where do we go from here and the biggest stories of the day thank you hammer you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc